Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for October 1st in the year of our Lord 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. And by the way, the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. A quick recap of yesterday's show, then some incredible guests coming up straight ahead. We had a guest on yesterday, Brian Rust, RustCoinandGift.com. He provides our Honest Money Report weekly on Thursdays, doing a phenomenal job as always. We talked about oil prices have surged around the world in recent weeks, and believe it or not, which will lead to higher inflation, ladies and gentlemen, say the experts. We're talking about destroying the environment in the name of green energy, destroying the environment to supposedly save it. Yeah, strange stuff going on in the economic world as inflation continues to batter the struggling to recover economy, Brian Rust, doing a phenomenal job, rustquinninggift.com. We talked about YouTube is expanding its, quote, vaccine misinformation policies. Yeah, any vaccine that you criticize in any way, you're going to be shut down on YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. Never mind the truth. Never mind the facts. Never mind the uh, pretty rowdy horrible track record of vaccinations over the years never mind the deaths never mind the in- injuries never mind that there's a government vaccine injury compensation fund that has been legislated into law protecting the vaccine companies for injuries and death that has already spent over four billion dollars of the taxpayers money never mind all that since 1986 if you criticize vaccines or bring up anything they don't like you're gone on youtube yeah do you know about the center for count countering Digital hate, you probably don't know about that group either, but it's a British nonprofit private group that's literally feeding information to YouTube and Facebook and some of these other organizations, uh, basically painting you. If you criticize in any way the mainstream government global narrative, then you're, um, well, you're involved in digital hate and they got to counter you. In other words, shut you right on down. Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis ordered his Secretary of State Laura Lee to dig into Facebook because they say there's alleged interference based on the Wall Street Journal report we reported on. Many accounts on Facebook get shut down based on automated policies. But if you're a celebrity, a special person, you get special privilege and your account's protected. Well, bring that to the elections. Incumbent candidates' accounts are protected. Candidates that are running against the incumbents' accounts are shut down. Literally vote fraud in the making via space facebook i warned you about it a couple of weeks ago ron DeSantis, governor of florida jumping into the mix now making the same claims i made highlighting reality tulsi gabbard of hawaii democrat doing a pretty dang good job hits joe biden hard for being judge jury and executioner against the border patrol agents who are wrongly accused of whipping migrants the stories uh, well it's been a false narrative and joe went crazy 
And now people are saying, Joe, you're out of line. Amen to that. They're innocent until proven guilty. Rand Paul says liberals are fighting hard, harder than ever to flood our nation with illegal immigrants. Yeah, saddle our businesses with unnecessary regulations, demand vaccination for anyone who wants to work, take our guns and more. Just ask them what they want and they'll even tell you it's so blatant in your face unconstitutional. But there's Rand Paul. That was our one, hour two. We had our guest on Ammon Bundy. Bundy for governor, ladies and gentlemen. AmonBundy.com, VoteBundy.com. Yeah, Ammon Bundy says, I'm tired of my freedoms being stolen, just like you are. Ammon Bundy has a clarity statement on his website, VoteBundy.com. And uh, he talks about COVID, how it should have been handled by the governor of Idaho. He has a Keep Idaho, Idaho plan we talked about in detail. There's top five reasons to support Ammon Bundy, part of his Keep Idaho, Idaho plan. He says, key to my Keep Idaho, Idaho plan is to eliminate all property taxes in my state of Idaho. Eliminate personal income tax. Get rid of the two unconstitutional taxes that are two planks of the Communist manifest, Manifesto, you should be aware. Implement restitution and restoration laws. Yeah, poor Ammon Bundy went to prison for two years. When he got out, he was guilty of nothing. Don't you think we need to um, have restitution and restoration laws reformed? Amen to that. He says this, take back all federally controlled land in Idaho. That means any land the BLM claims to control, et cetera, et cetera. You know what? Take it all back and say, you know what? Federal government, you have a limited constitutional list of the reasons you can even own or control any land, and it ain't on there. We're taking it back. Ammon Bundy would lead that charge if he got the chance as governor. The final one, an executive order to end abortions. I've never seen any politician ever flat out say I'm going to use an executive order to stop murder in my state. I, in writing, endorsed Ammon Bundy for that pro-life stance along with many other reasons. Anyway, great interview with Ammon Bundy, available at libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net. All right, news the network's refused to use starts now. We have two guests on the line. Before I get to those guests, though, we just found out uh, last night Biden signs bill to avert government shutdown and keep the government funded for, guess how long, through December the 3rd. Yeah, the House approved the short-term funding measure by a 254 to 175 vote. Not long after Senate passage in a 65-35 vote. There you have it. Bottom line is I told you they'd keep the government open. I told you they'd wimp out and kick the can down the road. I told you it would be very temporary and then leave it towards Christmas time to kind of battle it out and everything else. They will give long-term approval. They will raise the debt ceiling. They will sell us out. They won't stand to reduce spending. They won't balance the budget. They won't do any of those things. Rand Paul pushed for just a penny plan. He wanted to reduce spending by 1%. And they flat out rejected his proposal of even a 1% spending cut. So uh, beware. 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 All right. Chris Carlson's with me. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Yes, sir. Without God, we can never win. Sam, with God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we do need to be engaged in that fight. Lieutenant Carlson reporting for duty, sir. Excellent, ladies and gentlemen. We now have a very special guest. His name is Brad Barton, and uh, Brad Barton is not only an incredible runner, which we'll get into, 
but he's also a life coach and an expert. Are you looking for someone to help you ignite world-class performance in your life? Brad's your guy, ladies and gentlemen. Brad Barton is the trick. Bradspeaks.com, his website, his running career is incredible. Uh, Brad Barton, at 48 years old, runs sub-420 mile. That's one of his claims to fame, but certainly not all of it. Brad, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. What a pleasure to be here, Sam. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule for us. So give me a little sketch of kind of your early life and who's Brad? I was thinking as you were doing the recap, if the America, if America was um, a, a, a person, that would be a financial mess. <laughs> kicking the can down the road, not paying our, our bills and so forth. It's just, uh, it's quite a mess that we're in. It's a tragedy. They're dumping the reality on the next generation, on our children and our children's children. It's a sad tale to tell, but no matter how much we warn, no matter how much we try to make a difference, they seem to ignore us. Uh, and then we struggle to elect somebody who will carry the ball properly. Uh, and that's what we pray for and work towards, sir. Right. Well, um, you asked me to tell you a little bit about what, myself and what I'm doing. I was uh, raised on a cattle ranch near Salmon, Idaho. All and right. I came down on a running scholarship to Weber State University. Actually, Weber State College is where I was recruited and, um, and graduated from Weber State University, so that kind of dates me. Um, I was um, a steeplechaser, a, a good miler, and a very good 3,000-meter steeplechaser and had a chance to make the, the Barcelona Olympic Games. And um, in the end um, of the day, I, I had a mishap in the semifinal round. Didn't rank 19th in the world that year and, and didn't make the finals at our Olympic trials. It's pretty devastating. So I signed up for another uh, four years um, of, of, uh, of hardship and trying to make the, the Atlanta Games team and, and uh, had a, an injury that I didn't get to the starting line. So I started a family and started a... Uh, working in my field and uh, 10 years later quit my job and it's been 20 years making a living actually uh, working on the, thir the third decade making a living as a, a professional speaker and and like you said a, a coach and uh, executive coach and so forth but along the way it was probably well it was 19 years after I stepped off the track I was called back to the track and it just didn't seem like it made any sense to me Sam and um, this is not just a track story. If you think about it, though, your listeners, when, when have you been called to do something? And 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 what was the what were the circumstances? My my call was at a high school track meet, and I was watching a coach's mile being contested, and I just thought that was so silly that a bunch of old guys on a track at a high school track meet. And um, after the, the first couple of, of laps, I'm thinking, well, I could do that. And it was 200-meter track. And All right, ladies later, and gentlemen, thinking, Brad Barton with me, that. Chris Carlson with me as well. We're going to take a quick pause, come straight back and get right into it. Brad was plagued with injuries when he was young, but a track star, rock star, nevertheless. We'll talk about the details. He got called back to the track. What are you called to in life? I've been called to do radio, and now I've been at it for 25-plus years. Wow, the story's not just about running. It's a whole lot more in seconds on your radio with Brad Barton. If Planned Parenthood were what they publicly declare themselves to be, they would welcome transparency. We all know why they hide, because 
we know what they hide. We can confirm federal judges who follow the Constitution rather than reverse engineer their preferred policy outcomes. The truth about abortion is spreading because of advances in medical imaging, because of brave journalists, tireless activists, compassionate doctors, nurses, and other healthcare professionals. The rising generation of young Americans is the most pro-life in decades because they know too. And one day soon, we will reaffirm our nation's principles in their dignified fullness and avow once again that all men are created equal. All are entitled to life. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Ladies and gentlemen, track star Brad Barton with us, Chris Carlson with us. Brad's telling us his personal story as a youngster. He was played with injury as he grew up, started a family, pursued his career. He was at a track meet, saw a bunch of coaches taking laps and thought, man, I could do that. Isn't that where the story continues, Brad? Yeah. Yeah. At first it was, I could, I could do that. And then a, a couple of laps later, I'm thinking, I, I, sh I should be doing that. And by the time that, that race ended, Sam, I knew I was supposed to do this. And it didn't make any sense. I even told my wife, and she says, well, you don't have time for that. I'm like, I know. Well, why would you do that? I don't know. And it, it, again, think this is a track story, but it's really our story, isn't it? Sometimes it doesn't make sense when we're called to do something. we gotta, we got to answer the call. Every time I've answered my call that I've had, Sam, not only am I blessing – uh, uh, other people's lives, but it it blesses my life as well. I remember walking into a, a, a running store buying some track spikes, and I was just chatting with the sales clerk. And oh, tell me about this person, this young youngling that you're buying the track spikes for. And I remember being embarrassed, thinking, well, they're <laughs> actually for me. <laughs> and, and I hear you. I get it. Confused. What what version of my story is yours, right? What are you do? What are you feeling you should you should do? But you've talked yourself out of it, and it just keeps nagging at you. Maybe it's to start a business. Maybe it's to get married. Maybe it's to get unmarried. <laughs> Whatever it is, figure out what you're. Maybe you should read a book and become a better parent. You know you should, but you're just too too dang lazy to to do that. Answer your call or, or scared, Brad, lives. or or scared. Like you kind of were a little bit embarrassed, a little bit scared, thinking, "Come on, this is crazy town." 
but yet saying I've got to step step out of my comfort zone. There's more to this than just me thinking uh, I'm a youngster again, right? Yeah, and, and once again, to what end? That what? Why would I do this thing? It it, it was after our. I'm just jumping ahead in the story, but it was after our first world record, Coach and I, that that uh, that I even. It was actually a friend of mine says, hey, come and tell your story to a group of, of electronic, large electronic company executives. And I said, I can't do that. Um, it has nothing to do with electronics. And that experience, that was the first inclination I ever had that maybe my professional speaking career and this wild obsession that I'm called to do, maybe there's some, maybe there's some tie-in. I, I had no clue. So what when you're when you're following your call, miracles happen. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to say that one more time, Brad. Say that last phrase one more time because I believe uh, I don't know if you know this, but I celebrated my 25th year uh, as a nationally syndicated radio talk show. I was doing Liberty Roundtable nice. Live. I've been in the radio more than 25 years, but we literally flew people in from around the country. We had, you know, 120 plus people in the room of my favorite friends and people who have influenced the show and participated in the show. And it wasn't a celebration of Sam Bushman, really. It was a celebration of the radio show and all that we've accomplished and the miracles along the way. And I gave a public speech talking about some of the miracles that I've personally uh, been involved in and that have touched my life so deeply. I also talked about a, a clarion call for civility a little bit. But it was about those miracles along the way. I believe that I was called to do radio. There's a whole lot more uh, behind the scenes that, I, that, that I'm not ready to share on the radio right now. But the point is, uh, these miracles happen and I'm here to testify to what you say is real. Say that one more time, that exact phrase. Yeah, let's, when, when you answer your call, when I answer my call, miracles happen. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. This is a very, in my opinion, critical point to make, ladies and gentlemen. All of us feel the pull to do things beyond our realm of comfort. But when we, when we bust out of the comfort zone, Answer those calls, if you will. We bless our lives and others' miracles happen. Um, we need to think about reinvention a little bit along this way, too. Another principle you teach relating to this, Brad. Right. So um, I, you know, it's, it's Brad Barton, so I'm, you know, goal-oriented. I'm thinking, well, if I'm going to do this thing, i got to have a goal. And I, I thought, well, maybe a five-minute mile would be, would be a worthy goal. Imagine I was 44 years old at that point. Five, most of your listeners is a five-minute mile. That's just a number, but that most high school kids that that run track and field don't break a five-minute mile. I mean, this is this is really fast. And um, I was a I, wrestler, I, and I used to run like five miles every day. And the fastest mile I ever did in my entire life was five fifty-seven. <laughs> there you go. So that gives you. <laughs> thanks for calibrating that, Sam. So a five-minute mile at forty-four. Um, I ran four forty-three after about three months of of getting fit. And, and then I ripped my quad muscle. That took months to heal. <laughs> and then I thought, well, I got that out of my way. But it, it, I didn't. I knew I was still supposed to do this. So then the next year, I got even more fit. I ran a mile in 4 minutes and 32 seconds at 45 years old. And then I, I ripped my quad muscle. <laughs> it took even mo more months to heal. Um, and, and, and then I called my retired co uh, college coach. And just a quick uh, uh, plug on, on Chick Hislop, a man named Chick Hislop 
from Weber State University, a USA track and field Hall of Fame coach. He was voted by his peers to be the head Olympic distance coach in, in uh, when the, the, the Olympic Games last came to America in Atlanta. This guy is the best of the – he's the smartest guy in the room. I called him up. He'd been retired four years, and I, and I told him that I'd run 432, and he said, What? How old are you? I said, I'm 46 this year, coach. He said, Gads. He says, what's the world record in the Masters age group, 45 to 49? The Masters track and field keeps age group records every five years, right? And I, I don't know. We looked it up. Four minutes, 20 seconds, point one nine. The freak of nature, his name is, is John Hinton that ran that fast at 45 years old, 420. And uh, I said, what do you think, coach? And after a pause, he says, I think it's time to come out of retirement. And, and go and do something that's never been done. And I got chills. I, I, I knew that this, after three years of, of toiling with this uh, and, and, and answering this call, now I knew what we were doing this for. At least, still didn't make much sense because why? Why would we do this, right? I still hadn't had that answer, but I knew at, le at least now why, that, that what we're going to do, if not why, at least what. And so we started working together and um, and I, after about almost six months of working together, he finally let me get on a track, and I ran 4:26. Two weeks later, I ran 4:23. Two now, weeks let me, later, let me stop you there, though, because I want to make an important coaching reality check here, ladies and gentlemen. They spent how much time together before you put you put your feet on the track? Nearly six months. All right, there's a reason for that, and I want you to explain a little bit of it. I don't mean to derail you, but I think this is critically important for anything you want to learn to do incredibly well. Yeah, so we always plan our race, and then we race our plan. And I just go on and on about the Chick Hislop's philosophy. That's why he was voted, invited to be the head Olympic distance coach. This guy is, is a tech, technological – I mean, he's, he's, he's a – He's, the, again, the smartest guy in the room. He is the best coach, maybe one of the best coaches ever in track and field. And, and it's a very scientific approach, and it's about putting in the work. It's a lot of the harvest, Sam. You, you, you plant the seed. You, you prepare the soil. Um, clear the ground. Prepare the soil. Uh, plant the good seed, and then nurture it all the way up, and you don't. You don't start trying to uncover the seed to see if it's growing. You work and work and work and work until you got something ripe before you start and before you pick it. The, the joke in the the masters world is, you know, you, you never hear anything from Brad Barton, and then he comes out of nowhere and breaks another world record. Well, I, Coach and I are working behind the scenes the whole time, right? We're working and working and working and working hard, and and we're not going to race until we're ready. So and again, you're working it, it on your sounds heart. like a track story, Sam. This isn't a track story. This is our story with, with track details, right? Brad Barton, we're talking about working on your heart first. We're talking about working on your mind and your mindset. We're talking about working on your body. Uh, and running is the final execution, but it's by far not the complete preparation. Ladies and gentlemen, we all face reinvention in our lives all are faced with constant change brad this behind the scenes is that constant change uh, that we believe we can affect by taking charge of our own selves right yeah yeah no doubt so here we are um getting closer and closer and closer 
I'd run 423. Two weeks later, I broke my foot. <laughs> it's actually Coach that broke my foot. He worked me too hard. It was a stress fracture. And I remember coming out of that uh, clinic on crutches, and I said, now what, Coach? And he says, well, maybe we figured out why that's a 30-year-old world record we're trying to break. What do you mean? He says, maybe someone as old as you can't train hard enough to run any faster than 420.19. Now i got a broken heart to go with that. Ladies and gentlemen, Brad Barton with us. The story gets even better, and he's right. It's about your personal story. It's not really about running. It's about what we can do as children of God Almighty if we're willing to listen and find our calling. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The House joined the Senate on Thursday to approve a bill to fund the government through December 3rd and avoid a government shutdown. The House voted 254 to 175, and the Senate... On this vote, the yeas are 65, the nays are 35, the 60-vote threshold having been achieved, the bill is passed. President Biden signed the bill Thursday night. Reuters is reporting Afghan evacuees are walking away from military bases, hosting them as they resettle into the United States. About 700 of them have given up on what is now an open-ended, complex, and completely voluntary resettlement process. In a statement, a U.S. Department of Homeland Security spokesperson declined to comment on the figures provided to Reuters. But the people that who had left the bases generally had ties to the United States, like family members of friends and resources to support themselves. USA Radio News. Remember when California was the golden state? Not anymore. Soaring crime, overregulation, and high taxes are forcing taxpayers to flee. Now, Newsmax's Rob Schmidt looks at what happened in his special series, California. It's over. Rob walks on the Reagan Ranch with Governor Kristi Noem, and he talks to the insiders and reports from Los Angeles. Find out why you need to be worried, because California's mess may soon be coming to your state. Watch Rob Schmidt on Newsmax at 10 p.m. Eastern. Newsmax is on every major cable system. Just check your cable guide. If your cable system doesn't carry Newsmax, call your operator or switch to a service that does. Get Newsmax on most streaming services like Samsung, Roku, Pluto, or Zumo. Or download the free Newsmax app on your smartphone. It takes just seconds, and you can watch us anytime, anywhere. California's nightmare is spreading. Watch Rob Schmidt on Newsmax tonight. Some lawmakers are calling out military brass for pandering to the media and pushing wokeness agendas instead of doing their job. Brad Bernards from the West Texas USA Radio News Bureau explains. Top U.S. General Mark Milley appeared before Congress this week to defend Pentagon decision-making in Afghanistan, but instead found himself fighting a personal battle with lawmakers who charged that he has been more preoccupied with rehabilitating and burnishing his own image. One was Representative Ronnie Jackson of Texas. If you had been more focused on your duty to this country instead of defending and pandering to the Biden administration's woke social experiment with the United States military, doing book interviews and colluding with Chinese military officials, that you should resign because of your dereliction of duty to this country and your, your inability to do your job and protect this country. General Milley, will you now resign? From the USA Radio News, West Texas Bureau, I'm Brad Bernards. Thanks for listening and a TGIF to you, my friend. We are USA Radio News. 
All right, happy to have you along, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Carlson, Sam Bushman, Brad Barton on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Brad's telling us his story. So we really got close to a 420 mile, but not quite. 423. Broke his foot. Now what? You feel the call? Yeah, you feel the pull to do things that you may not be uh, really in your comfort zone. But you know what? You got to uh, follow your calling. You got to follow what's in your heart and in your soul. Reinvention. We're all faced with constant change. Huh. Wow. You break your foot. You're 40, whatever, six plus years old. You're kind of going, man, does this make any sense? But when you acknowledge the dynamic nature of our existence, you make adjustments. Then you can get on with professional pursuits of your calling and more. So you broke your foot. The coach said, hey, maybe you're not meant to do this there, Brad. Yeah, the ma- maybe someone as old as you can't train hard enough to run any faster than 420.19. And once again, that hit me like a like a like a brick. Yeah, I've got a broken foot now, a broken heart cuz I knew I was supposed to do this. And then with a with a rare smile, he said, "Or maybe it can be done, and I just haven't figured it out yet." He says, "Brad, I'm the I'm the, techni- the the tactician here. You're my guinea pig. We're going to I've been trying to train you like a, like a college punk and obviously that's not going to work. <laughs> things things are going to start falling off, right? Um he said, Let, let's reinvent what it means to train at a world-class level at a ma- for a, with a master's body. He said, the, the environment has changed, right? How, how applicable is this to life, right? Business, um, parenting, uh, marriage, the environment has changed, right? Spiritual, spiritual journeys, the environment has changed. Principles don't, but environments have. So let's let's reinvent what it, what it means to operate in this environment, and let's go do some things that have never been done, and and so that's the reinvention part. And then he says something that that is critical to our story. He says, and we're going to remember what we're doing here. And I remember saying, well, what, Co- Coach, what are we doing here? And he says, we're doing stuff that's never been done. <laughs> I said, right. And then we shortened it. Hold all on, those hold syllables. on. And we're doing something else, Brad. I don't mean to interrupt, I, but I, I understand these kind of things because I've been a wrestler. I've done yep. some difficult things in my life, and I understand a lot of the mind over matter uh, and the perception and the et cetera. Not only are we doing something that's never been done, what we're doing is teaching Brad at his core, not the broken foot. We're teaching Brad at his core to believe that he can achieve this goal. Because right now your heart's broken and your foot's broken and you're going, can I do this? You're not going to get it done with a can I do this view. you got to change your view and believe you can get it done. Does this yeah. make any sense? Yeah. My high school wrestling coach uh, once taught me, maybe the most powerful thing he ever taught me. He said, if you want to change your story, you've got to change your stories. Now that is just Sam, that is gold right there. You think about this. If you want to change your story, those listening, do you want? Are there some things you want more of in your life? Are there some things you want less of in your life? Then you want to change your story as well. And what if? What if part of changing your story is that simple? What if we started changing the stories that we that we hear, that we listen to? The, the stories, the most important stories we'll ever hear, the ones we tell to ourselves, right? So if that that was that was Co- Coach uh, Artemis, is my high school wrestling coach's 
um, uh, suggestion, plea, uh, advice to me. He said, if you want to change your story, you've got to change your stories. And that transformed the way I was, the, the way, the, the, well, it, it, it altered the course of my life. Let me say it another boy. way. What stories are you telling yourself? What are you saying in your own mind when nobody else is listening? Are you realizing there's constant change in your life? Are you realizing there's a call and you're going to answer that call? If you have a real call and you answer it, well, then you've got to start happens. to know your why, right? How are you going to go about this? Can it be accomplished? If you're supposed to do it, Brad, then there's got to be a way for you to accomplish what you're supposed to do, right? Yep, that, that, is, that is absolutely right. And, and it's hard. Um, I call it dancing with doubt. That's what it feels like to me when we're in the middle of the story, right? We don't know the, the end from, from the beginning. We don't know the end from the middle. We don't know the end from almost to the end, right? When the things often look the darkest. We certainly don't know the end, but if we're, we're answering, we're, if we're being true to ourselves and answering our call, then, then, then the, the, the rest of it is details. Coach, uh, we got together once very early in this, uh, this master's journey and he says, Brad, you're probably going to have to do maybe maybe a thousand really, really hard things, uh, physically just incredibly demanding things, a thousand hard things. So you can either make a thousand decisions to do those thousand hard things, or you can make one great big holy cow decision, one great big decision to do all thousand of those things. He says, Brad, if you will... If you will live this journey with a decided heart, then all you have to do is just go do the thousand hard things. And it cuts the workload at least in half. Because emotionally, the thousand hard things now become speed bumps. They don't become showstoppers. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, and I like Zane Gray, the, the famous Western writer. He said, the, the hard part, the ordeal, is to start. <laughs> Right, And that's all the decision to get the thing done. But what if I've decided that I'm going to write the whole book, right? And now all of the, the, the months it takes to write the book, that are, those are just details, right? If, if I'm going to run faster than any human being ever has, um, and I'm, it's going to take you know all these difficult things to do it. And again, listener, please, this is, these are track details to the story but these are these are this is the human condition this is our story isn't it and what they really are is life solutions to help you one get in touch with your calling two to realize that we're always under constant change three to discover our why why are we called to what we're called to why are we doing this why are we all right, what we say more of, as Brad says, we see more of. This is about our stories. It's what we surround ourselves with, what we fill our minds with. That's going to paint the real picture or tell the real story, Brad. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. So we shortened this, uh, this notion of why we're doing this to uh, um, uh, doing things that have never been done. We shortened it to just remember, and, and, and I did. You know, I'm in the in the. It's in mid-February, and I'm at the D Event Center in Ogden, Utah, the Weber State campus, doing intervals around this 250-meter corridor, 
in the ugly middle of a five by thousand meter interval workout and all those other years that I've been doing this, I'm thinking, what am I doing this for? I'm too old for this stuff. Right? <laughs> now I don't have to wonder. I get over to the west side where Stan, the coach is standing there with his stopwatch and his stern gaze, and he's like, right now, you're a second late. you got to pick it up. And as I'm racing down the corridor, he's saying, remember, and we did. That's, that made the, the, the journey so much less difficult. I'm not going to say easier because none of it was easy. It made it so much less the difficult because I remembered constantly why I was doing this. We're doing something that's never been done. So what compelling um, why do you, would it, um, do you deserve to remember? So Think about that it, for a minute, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on. The pause is a little bit on purpose. Think about this for a second. What are you remembering? For Brad is it's remembering that I've got a calling to do this and it's never been done before. I'm supposed to do this. Now, how do I get there? Lord God, coach, all, all around me, how do I find the way? How do we reinvent the way things are done so that we accomplish the goal? How do we keep our eye on that ball and remember what this is all about? It's not about Brad going from point A to point B on a track. That isn't what it is. It's about accomplishing something that's never been done. And it's about this calling that I am supposed to do this. And we'll get into the bigger picture in a minute. But why are you supposed to do this? I think that's the bigger picture uh, that we'll get to. Chris, I want you to jump in really quick now. Well, the um, question I have yeah. at this juncture is how, how important then, Brad, would it be to uh, maintain that contact with the original inspiration that you received through God's Holy Spirit? I would imagine it would be fairly important. Did you comment on that? Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting um, story for me in a lot of ways. But the, w one thing is is the metaphor, right? We all have a coach, and when I'm feeling discouraged, when I have a question, when I when I am am needing some 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 inspiration, I, I've got someone I can pick up a phone and call and get get some intelligence right from from my coach. We we've all got a coach, right? Are we spending time making that call to our Father in Heaven? Ladies and gentlemen, Brad Barton with us. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, Many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? 
Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Chris Carlson, Brad Barton on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Brad Barton is not only an incredible runner, Brad Barton at 48 years old, ran a sub-420 mile and got it done. Brad will continue to tell you the rest of the story in seconds, but in the meantime, he's a life coach. He's an incredible nationally recognized speaker on all topics motivational are you looking for someone to help you ignite world-class performance? Bradspeaks.com is where you can go for that. Bradspeaks.com. So the question right before the break, I wanted to give you a chance to completely answer it. Chris had said, hey, you know what? You felt this calling to do this. How important is it to stay in touch with that calling or that, that reminder and that source of that motivation and drive? Uh, and I think you mentioned talking about God and turning to God and keeping those lines of communication open, Brad. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the, the, the idea that we're all alone in this journey is, is really sad. So many uh, human beings feel like they're alone. And I can tell you, you know, all of us have been through tough things. I've been through some tough things outside of the, the track. And um, I was never alone on this. I remember so many times. I call them wet fleeces, dry fleeces. Just in my face, when I, at the very bottom of, of uh, my life's crisis, when I was in the, in the very darkest places, God tossed these, these the, remember the, the Old Testament story about the, you know, if, you, if this is really real, would you wet this fleece to, to, uh, overnight? And sure enough, and he's like, well, wait a minute. And he's, he's second-guessing himself. Well, tomorrow, tomorrow morning, could you make this fleece dry at the, fr the, the front of my tent? And sure enough, the next morning, it's, it's dry. You know, these, 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 um, these miracles that we just need to be asking for and that we, that, that we need to be looking for. Because how many miracles are there in our lives that we're just not um, in, in tune enough? to? Because we don't look. We're not looking for them, so we don't see them, so that we get stuck in that I'm all alone mentality. Ladies and gentlemen, you're never alone. Remember that. And if you're called to do something, one of the mindsets you need to have is if you really are convinced that it's a calling from God, then God will prepare a way for you to accomplish what he's asked you to do. And so, Brad, as you're on your journey with your coach and you're reinventing yourself and you're going, hey, at 48, I might not just be able to pound myself into oblivion to get this done. 
uh, through sheer grit like a 20-year-old. How did you change? What made the difference? What was the, what was the uh, discovery? Well, that, that, I hope I kind of skipped over that part, the notion that I was trying to do this myself the first two years and just met nothing but failure, right? I, I'm, I'm getting injured and injured and injured. I call my coach, right? I, I call, again, the metaphor, think of this. When you're beating your head against the wall, have you, have you asked? You know, have you inquired of the Lord? That's a, that's a, a pretty powerful question, isn't it? Um, I've got a, a couple of teenagers that are approaching me with some, some questions they have in their life, and that's a question that I have for them. I've, what does God say about this? Have you inquired of the Lord on this? And that's, that's what, again, the metaphor, of, that's what I did is I've, I'm, I'm constantly talking to my Father in heaven, but I also have a resource. I've got a, a world-class coach that is retired, yeah, but he's still engaged and he's still reading books and he's still on the grow called Chick Hislop and says, what are we going to do next? And that's, that's, that's where we, we start into the, to, to the year that we actually got something done. He says, we're going to remember what we're doing here. And what, tactically, one of the things we did different that year is we decided that we're going to race with college kids because, Sam, <laughs> there's nobody my age that, that, I could, that, could, that were, was running this fast in the world at that point. And so we started this season um, in Pocatello at I Idaho State University, and I ran a, a mile in 426. Um, coach, um, that's kind of what we thought we could do. And he sent me to Boise the next week to run a 423, May 424-ish. Tw Sam, I ran 421.58. I was exactly a, one and a half seconds shy of the world record. I remember running across the infield after the race. I was so excited. I said, Coach, I can do it. I can break the world record. I know I can. His response, duh. <laughs> That's what I've been trying to tell you, right? But the and Lord was, is giving you tender mercies along the way, reinforcing to you that this is a real calling and you're on the way to success, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I don't know if you've ever had the experience, uh, dear listener, where you're praying to God and, 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 you're, and, and he's basically saying, duh, I've been, that's what I've been trying to tell you all along the way. And, and, and so let, let's listen. Let, let's not just ask. Let's listen. Imagine making a phone call to your, to your coach, right, to, your, to, to the, the guru, the, the, the sage in, in, in your life. And all you do is talk. You know, you get on the telephone, da, 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 and you rattle off. Fifteen minutes later, you hang up the phone. What kind of a conversation is that? When you're meditating or you're praying or whatever it is, whatever that is for you, when you're talking to your higher power, your your deity, your your father, right? Part it's a it's a conversation, not just not just talking at the, this this being, this wise being in the universe. Let's let's make sure that we're we're asking and then listening as well. I was always told as a kid, Sam, you talk too much. You have two ears and one mouth. Use them proportionately, sir. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, it, it's a that's kind it's of my... great advice for for not only um, uh, uh, negotiating your young life. It's also great advice when we're talking to our sa to our sa uh, to our father through our savior. Yeah, you're right about that, and we need to learn to listen. And that's kind of where the calling comes from in the beginning is learning to listen, to ask and then to listen and to understand. 
the why. I submit to you that your why didn't have a whole lot to do with breaking a record, although breaking the record gives you a little bit of the credibility to tell the real story, uh, which I believe your public speaking tours are doing now, Brad, which is to help people understand that they have a calling. To help yeah. people understand that you can do things beyond your comfort zone. To understand that every one of us is faced with all kinds of reinvention and challenges and changes in life. But to never give up and discover your why. Why are you doing this? You know what? What we say more of, we see more of. In other words, what we focus on and spend our time consuming uh, becomes what we are and become. And my why in radio isn't for Sam Bushman to be a rock star radio personality. It isn't for Sam Bushman to make a lot of money. It's to bring back the traditions of our founding father was when it comes to the proper role of government. Because if we can pass liberty to the next generation and the next generation and so on and protect religious liberty, because really there is no liberty without religious liberty, ladies and gentlemen, let's be very clear. And to educate about the morality in America, okay? There's not political discussions. I know everybody thinks it's politics, but it's not. Every issue is a moral discussion. And so I play this role in America. My calling is to teach that it's about God, family, and country. To teach that it's about life, liberty, and property. It isn't complicated. It isn't political. It isn't divisionary. It's merely the preservation of God's liberty given to us, and we have agency. And with our agency, we can either preserve it or destroy it based on how we live our lives in a moral way or not. If not, we lose the prize. If we remain moral and we stand with God's laws and we keep his commandments, then blessings rain down upon us and our children. And so my calling, my why, is to preserve that understanding that's being lost in the world today. And when I die, I don't care if you remember my name. I don't, I don't give a rip about my name. If you remember that it's about God, family, and country, and it's about life, liberty, and property, and if we preserve religious liberty through morality, and enough people remember that, then we've made our calling successful. Chris, do you have another question for Brad? Well, Brad, I just want to commend you for um, answering the call that you have received. And I think a lot of us probably receive similar callings, but either we're too lazy or undisciplined to to follow through. But I would like to say this. uh, There are a lot of Christians, we're all Christians here in this conversation. A lot of Christians, and this really, really disappoints me. They say, God loves me unconditionally. I don't have to excel in anything here in this life. I'm a saved soul, and I'm not going to do any more than I have to. But, Brad, you've taken that that attitude and turned it around and say, God loves me unconditionally. However, I'm going to glorify his name because of that unconditional love that he has given to me, and I'm going to glorify his name by becoming the best person I can. And I think that that's the essence of Christianity, and I commend you for answering that call and exemplifying what I consider the, the, the greatest form of Christianity is to glorify God by becoming the best selves that we can be. So thank you, Brad. Yeah, I, I, it's all grace. Yeah, it's all, it's all grace for me. So glory be to the Father. So yeah, thanks, thanks Chris. I appreciate you acknowledging God in, in, my, in my journey. It's all grace for the success, but it is a lot of hard work on our part, ladies and gentlemen. I've had to get up at 6 a.m. for 25-plus years to make this radio broadcast happen and to fulfill my calling. And so I don't want for any second for us to believe that it's easy. As Brad mentioned, it's hard. But you know what? It gets more doable. It gets more – what was the word you used, Brad? 
It's hard, uh, but it gets less difficult. It, 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 yeah, it's, it's not. A, it didn't make it easier. It made it less less difficult. Yep. Yep. So, Amen. you know, if it's less difficult because you understand your why and that motivates you and drives you. When I get up at 6 a.m., I don't think how tired I am. I think I get to tell the tale of liberty one more time while I'm alive. And when I do, Thank I want to be so passionate about it that you can feel it to your core. Why? I, I because love that's Sam. what I'm doing, Brad. Yeah, I love that you're keeping in in the front of your mind, you're remembering your, your version of what Coach and I did are doing. Remember what you're doing here. So thanks for remember what you're doing here. And I, and I think that's critical. It isn't about Sam being a rock star. It isn't about any of those things. It's about these principles we're teaching to our fellow man. Now, of course, that means women. Fellow man is, you know, mankind, right? Male and female created he them. Um, it's about that. And you know what? Every day. So I got COVID, almost died. But I thought, you know what, Lord, if I'm meant to go, I'm out. Let's go. But if I'm meant to stay here to tell the tale of liberty another day, to spend time with my wife and my children and all the, then you know what? I would love to have that another day, just one more day. And every day I kind of think that in my mind about, you know what? Um, maybe I can impact and change somebody's life today. Maybe I can make a difference and give somebody some hope today. Maybe I can articulate some of the miracles in my lives and people will start to uh, live their lives in a way that they can expect miracles in their lives. If we live our lives carrying out our callings, we can expect miracles, Brad. Yeah. Yep. That's right. God keeps his promises, no doubt. All right, Chris, final words yours. Chris is going to drop off at the end of this hour. Brad wants to stay and talk about politics. Can you believe that? <laughs> All right, we don't want to talk about politics. We want to talk about moral issues. Well, Sam, That's the real truth. Chris? Sam, I'm not going to uh, end with my uh, typical outro, but I will say I just lavished a bunch of praise on Brad, and I think I owe you the same favor. You are fulfilling your calling that you've been called to by God, and you're doing a marvelous job. And at that, I will say, Lieutenant Carlson and liberty-loving Americans everywhere, continuing our duty, sir. Thank you so much for your time, ladies and gentlemen. I'm doing my very best to carry out my calling. I pray it's enough. I pray it's enough to save the republic in the traditions of our founding fathers. I hope it's enough for you all to turn your life over to God. He can make more of your life than you can. There's no doubt about it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for Brad Barton, Chris Carlson, and Sam Bushman, God save the republic. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. This is the broadcast for October first in the year of our Lord, two thousand and twenty-one. This is our two of two, and our goal always to promote God, family, and country, and protect life, liberty, and property, ladies and gentlemen. I must mention it is a freedom-loving, fantastic, faith-filled Friday, and our goal is to affect hearts and minds to the moral compass known as God's eternal laws. Welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. There are no political issues. That's just a divide tactic our enemies use. Every issue is a moral issue. We'll get to that 
as the broadcast continues to unfold right here on Liberty Roundtable Live. In the meantime, Brad Barton interview continues. Are you looking for someone to help you ignite world-class performance? Bradspeaks.com. Brad Barton is a runner. We're telling you his incredible long road to success track story. But it isn't about track. It's about fulfilling your calling, whoever you are. It isn't just Brad's story. It's your story. It isn't just a running success story, although it is all those things. It's really about, for two decades, Brad Barton has delivered stirring, instructive, transformative leadership presentations as he's a coach to cutting-edge companies and more, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do something that's never been done. That really is kind of the launch pad for Brad's life. He was plagued with injuries and trouble. They reinvented. They kept at it. He stayed true to his calling, and he was taught by his coach to remember. Remember the why. Remember the calling. Remember that if you're supposed to do something and that's your calling, there will be a way opened up to accomplish that. So Brad starts falling around college students and running with college students, and he, well, gets better and better, but then he goes to Boston. Wow. Sounds founding father-esque. Brad, let's start there, (laughs) sir. Yeah, so after all this prep, after all these months, uh, we're going to make our first record attempt. Um, at the Reggie Lewis Center in Boston. It was the, the largest, uh, really the most important indoor track meet in the United States, um, a Grand Prix event by New Balance. And they start this with a show, um, this, this show with a master's mile. And I, I, I won this race, this was a prestigious race. I'm the old guy in the field at 47, um, but with the terrible head virus, Sam, I ran as hard as I could that day. I ran 424. And uh, was just super discouraged. I got one last shot at this. I came back and and got healed up. And uh, two weeks later, um, I'm on the the campus at Cornell, Ithaca, New York. And I got one last, the only one last shot at this this indoor mile world record. Um, and I will never forget how nervous I was. <laughs> I was walking across Cornell campus uh, mid February. I could see my breath. I was so nervous. And as I remember, my name is Brad Barton. I walk up to this 100-year-old building, this rock building that this 200-meter indoor track is housed. And I'm, I'm looking up thinking, no way. The place is called, Sam, the place is called Barton Hall. <laughs> you, is this real? In. You're not kidding me? I'm not. You can't make this stuff up. This place so is I, called Barton Hall. That is incredible. Barton Hall. And that, let me stop you there, though. This is another tender mercy given to you along the way yes it's intimidating but it's also a tender mercy isn't it it's remembering and confirming in your heart soul and mind right now as you see this you're going whoa there's something to this right no no doubt no doubt i remember walking um uh, into this building and i i didn't just step onto the track i jumped onto it and i remember thinking coach and i own this track i mean we're going to do something that historic today i was so excited warm-up cycle i finally they're they're uh they're lining us up and my my excitement starts to drain as they keep lining people up and they keep putting people on this 200 meter flat three uh, uh, six lane indoor track um they ended up uh they ended up putting me in lane six 
Sam, three fellas deep. There were 18 little Ivy League punks that they put in this race. And, and then and then this this guy that the track and field world is talking about, and it's really not about me. It's, the, 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 the track and field world was talking about this, but it, it was about Chick Hislop, this coach that they all so admire and respect, that they'd read about and they'd heard about, um, and they're talking about uh, the, the, this project that he's doing with this old has-been All-American steeplechaser uh, 20 years ago. That's the story, right? Um, they, they, they put me in lane six and fired the gun, and I'm stuck in lane three for the first lap. Sam, you cannot break a world record in lane three. Um, and, and I'm desperate to get myself to the inside lane. You know, part of the race plan was to tuck in behind some of these kids and then let them pull me through. Uh, just after the first lap, about 220 meters into the race, I looked to my left and there's a gap. And I'm like, yes, and I dove for it. It was my fault. I looked, but I didn't really look. It was, it, it, there wasn't enough room. The kid behind me clipped my heel. I fell hard to the inside rail. It was a violent experience. My feet are in the air, and then my head, and my feet are in the air, and then my head. Uh, I've separated my shoulder on the inside aluminum rail, and the, and now I'm back on my feet, and I'm back I'm back on the track, and I'm, I'm back to pace, and, and my mind is reeling. I'm thinking, no, not after all this suffering, after all this work. Here's my chance. It's come, and it's gone. And I remember thinking, that, that, wait a minute, Brad. You're okay. Coaches trained you not to operate under the circumstances, Right? says you you own the circumstance you operate above the circumstance and and so it was about keep your head in this race keep your head in this race so that was my rally now let me stop you there and say this last hour we talked in detail about this ladies and gentlemen libertyroundtable.com lovingliberty.net we're going to put both hours up we're going to distribute this far and wide to tell the greater story here but i want to mention this Uh, they spent with this unique all-star coach they spent literally what was it weeks before you hit the track oh now now we're we're on year number two that we're working in this, this yeah but i'm saying fourth, before you hit the track year. when you got with this coach though you spent quite a bit of time before you even got on the track right uh yeah before we went down in flames to a broken foot now yeah, we're so talking th- about this is where the months. mind and the heart and the training really pays off right yeah yeah that that is absolutely right. The thing that broke my my uh, that despair is is kind of silly, but I remember thinking how clever I was when it popped into my mind. Brad, remember you are the master in this race. <laughs> that master's athlete, right? Over forty. <laughs> I just remember thinking that, that how clever that was, and and that got it's me. It's clever and it's comical spirit. too, right? Yeah, yeah. So that, that little humorous bit, I remember thinking, you are the best coached person on this track. You're by far the most experienced. You got this. But then I realized that I'm behind the stragglers 15 meters. Now I'm behind him 10 meters. I've just sprinted. I've just sprinted and covered five of those 15 meters. That's not the way you do this, Sam. I remember thinking, you got to run smart. Run stay in your race in your head race in your keep your head in this and so slowly but surely i'm i'm catching these little punks and halfway through i i'm i'm starting to pass the stragglers now there's two laps to go 400 meters i'm challenging from the lead i'm still going to do this the sam and then coming off the last turn with maybe 50 meters in front of me the the impossibly far away um, my mind, I realize that I've got to keep, it's not my head I need in the race, it's my heart. 
because I didn't think I could get to the finish line. And I don't remember finishing that race. I do remember kind of coming to in waves. Um, I got a major anesthesia. and the, the Dartmouth coach has got one arm, and he's keeping me on my feet. I look over, and the Brown coach has got uh, – uh, Brown University coach has got me by the other arm, and they're, they're packing along this has-been runner that this famous coach is, is working with. And I remember the Brown coach looked at me, and he, he just shook his head. He says, I'm so sorry, Brad, you missed it again. And uh, I got to tell you, that was a low spot in my story. Um, I could, when I, you know, it was 20, 30 minutes later when I could finally walk on my own again. And I found my way to the, the, the second story stairwell. <laughs> it was so noisy in the, in the arena. Uh, I found a, a quiet, relatively quiet spot at the second story stairwell. And I, and I called my coach. And uh, I got to tell you, I was, Sam, I was emotional. I'm still in physical, just extreme pain. I could barely hold the phone to my, to my ear. And I just called my coach, and he answered, and I said, Coach, I can't do this. It's too hard. And coach shoots back, remember what we're doing here. He says, if this was easy, it would have already been done. And I'm thinking, I, I know he's right. I know he's right. And again, the metaphor, where have you been? What, what's your second story, uh, uh, a stairwell moment when you called your, you know, your coach in the sky maybe and said, I can't do this. It's too hard. And what was his answer to you? This is supposed to be hard. It's okay. God, this is not a plan B. You know, Adam fell that men might be. This isn't God's plan B. This is part of the plan. He set this up so that we would grow and that we would experience and, and that, that we knew what suffering was because he knew that, that, that by working hard and suffering, like, like uh, Chris said, doing hard things, uh, that, that's the way that, that, we, that we become who God meant us to become. And it's these experiences, ladies and gentlemen, that are required for the making of the miracle. Let me say that one more time. It is these experiences that are required for the making of the miracle. Ladies and gentlemen, Brad Barton with me. Are you looking for someone to help you ignite world-class performance? Bradspeaks.com is where you can learn more. Book him as a public speaker, etc. We've got a whole lot more to talk about right here on the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. We say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less. Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans, who are they? Democrats, who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, 
in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Bradspeaks.com, ladies and gentlemen, Brad Barton with me. So he failed again. I don't think he really failed again, though. I believe that's part of the making of the miracle, Brad. It sure felt like I failed again. And, and for the last time, this is it. This is it. I'm 47. The, the joke inside the, the Masters world is that world records are set when there's still a little smoke in the air from the, the birthday candles. And you look at the world records and a, a 40 year, the 40 to 45, 44 are set when they're 40 and, and, and so forth. You, you look at the records, they're set at the, 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 the beginning of that age group. And here I am in the middle of my age group. This is it. So um, I'm on this, fo this call with my coach, and he's saying, if this was easy, it would have already been done. And uh, I knew it was right. And he says, Brad, um, get back on a plane. Get back to Ogden. We'll get Doc Sharman to, 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 to see if he can fix your, your separated shoulder. Um, I'm going to adjust the workout. And then he says, Brad, I know the Columbia coach. Um, I know him personally. I will. I promise you. I will somehow get you in that last chance meet. There's a. There's one last meet, that that only for college kids to to have that last chance to qualify for the U. The the NCAA championships. He says I'm going to get you in that meet somehow. He says let's get it done two weeks from tonight at the Armory in Uptown Manhattan. Um, it, and <laughs> Sam, two two weeks and about four and a half hours after that phone call where it just looked so bleak. Um, I stepped onto a, a, another Ivy League track, one of the most famous tracks in the world. The, the Stay Armory. on your mic, Brad. And, um, and there you go. I, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Perfect. Yeah, and um, well, long story short, um, ran four minutes, 16.83 seconds. And, and and broke our uh, set our first world record. And I I, I will confess I <laughs> raced across the infield. I did not call my wife. <laughs> I first called my coach and I just screamed. I said, "Coach, we did it!" <laughs> and that was an amazing experience. Um, I, I one of my my new favorite songs. It talks about how life is not the the mountain tops. It's the walking in between, and that's it is that's what we do. We're walking in between with all the the brush and the sage and the and the and the hardships and the stream crossings. But boy, oh girl, it sure is fun to stand at that mountaintop once once in a while and and just enjoy the view, isn't it? 
And ladies and gentlemen, that was the mountaintop that I feel like I stood on at the 25th year celebration of Liberty Roundtable Live, not because I accomplished something. 25 years is a long time to do anything. But 25 years of getting up at 6 a.m. and being on your radio and telling the tale of liberty, spending time carrying forward the traditions, the beliefs, the understanding, the liberty the Founding Fathers gave their all for. And now I get to continue their legacy on the radio globally via the Internet, nationally via AM and FM radio affiliates and on the Internet and a whole lot more. I think, you know what, the Lord's made more of my career than I have or than I could have. Um, You know, I could have gone to... Uh, some of these big markets, Tampa, Florida, or L.A., got myself a uh, um, like an agent. I could, you know, probably be a fairly decent sized Republican talk show host, but I wouldn't be telling the tale of liberty. I wouldn't be doing, in my opinion, what my calling requires. It's a different realm. I'm not a popular person, nor do I want to be. I'm with my eight children and my grandchildren and my wife, and I can walk down the street and nobody knows my name just the way I like it. But I've been able to go on some of the biggest stages in the world and tell the tale of liberty and spread the word. And I can influence policy in America and change the game and really change the narrative with what I'm doing. And that's how God makes more of my career than I could have. And the same thing is true for Brad. It's not about winning that race, although that's an incredible feat. And it's great to be on the top of that mountain. But it's the beyond that that's the real payday, Brad. Yeah. Can I just um, echo what you're saying? One thing that I admire about you, Sam Bushman, you're not you're not you're not spewing vitriol, and and I think if you'd had had, you know, maybe it's not selling out, but I I I think it probably is where, where you have to go be controversial. You have to go say you have to call names. You have to. I love how civil you are, and I think civility is is something that is missing in our American politic, whether it be. On the radio, or whether it just be uh, uh, flipping dogs on the Barbie with a, with a friend, there is way too much vitriol in 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 our conversation, and I appreciate that you keep things um, positive. You're talking about what you're for rather than just talking about what you're against. I just love you. I love what you're doing, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this is what I think our message engenders. Okay, Uh, he's thanking me for this and I appreciate it, but it's really about what can happen if all of us are willing to be kind to one another. If all of us are willing to have respect, you may not agree with what I say, but you should certainly agree with my right to say it. The vice versa is true. I may not agree with your viewpoints, but I can be decent to you as a son or daughter of God Almighty or in modern times, (laughs) a child of God. Uh, You may not even agree with God. You may not believe God exists. Fine. Uh, I can still have respect for you just in the humani- in the humanities idea. You know what? I have love for those because of humanity. And we can treat one another with respect and kindness and appreciation, even if we don't agree on anything. We can agree that we're grateful for the breath of life together. We can agree that we're grateful for kindness and respect and appreciation to one another, uh, regardless of these things. And I think that's one of the great takeaways. Now, Brad, you've been speaking for over two decades as a motivational speaker, stirring, instructive, transformative leadership presentations to companies around the world uh, and beyond. And the idea is let's do something that's never been done. 
I want to know some of the takeaways that you've learned along the way. I know we've talked about them in relation to your races and, and overcoming the odds and, and, and the broken bones and all the different things. But this speaking tour, I believe, is the reason you were meant to break those records. This speaking tour of motivation, turning people to God, family, and country, turning people to their better selves, to their kinder selves, to their more gentle selves, to their, well, heritage of God selves, if you will, that I believe is the real reason you were meant to win those races. Yeah. And and I see that now looking back and now I can see, you know, even the, 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 the failures, I'm in the midst of those thinking, you know, why, why did you put me, why did you put me on this track? Why did you, why did you, why did I have to go through these, these, you know, marital challenges and struggles and just the, you know, the, the challenges with teenagers on and on. Why? Uh, we haven't, I, I write in, in, in one of my books, Beyond Illusions, I, I, I had dared to, to, to make this comment, Sam. So there is no such, there is nothing that is bad. It's like, what? There's nothing that is bad? Here's the answer. Because bad is not a thing. Bad is not a, an event, and it's not a condition. It is a judgment. And to say that something is bad implies that it shouldn't have happened. That denies the, the wisdom of a loving God, and it denies the power of the human spirit. Instead of saying that's bad, maybe that t-shirt in the 80s and 90s it's all good remember that that slogan right it's all good maybe it is maybe like the apostle paul said all things shall work for the good of those who 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 love me maybe it's all it maybe it's all good maybe instead of calling something bad we call it what it really is let's call it inconvenient let's call it or it's called immoral maybe let's call it painful Let's call it downright excruciating, you know, ter- terrifying, um, heartbreaking. Those, yes, th- yes. But how do you know that it's bad? I remember having lunch with someone that I deeply respect. His name is is uh, Vance Anderson. Um, now, Vance is no ordinary man. This guy has been, um, he placed third in the Boston Marathon. He was ranked fourth in the U.S. Uh, 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 in the archery competition. He's raised two beautiful daughters and been married for over you know, almost 50 years now. And he's done all of the, he's a successful uh, uh, entrepreneur. He, he's a, an amateur magician and a, an accomplished musician. And he's done it all from the vantage point of, of a wheelchair. Now, all of us are blind, right, Sam? All of us. Some people are more blind than you are. Some, some people are more paralyzed than, than my little brother, William, who's a quadriplegic. Um, he, he told me, um, uh, Vance Anderson, he said, Brad, I shudder to think. This is amazing. Listen to this. I shudder to think what my life would be like if I hadn't broken my back in that weight room when I was 15 years old. God knew the end from the beginning. Now, at least... Uh, Vance has lived long enough to know that, that know that it's not bad. It's all good, isn't it? Ladies and gentlemen, it's about the journey and about acknowledging God's hand in your life. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Brad Barton's on your radio. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio.
USA Radio News with Lance Pry. Congress on Thursday avoided a government shutdown by voting to continue funding the government through December 3rd. On this vote, the yeas are 65, the nays are 35, the 60-vote threshold having been achieved, the bill is passed. The House approved the measure earlier in the day with a 254-175 vote. Democrat House Speaker Nancy Pelosi from California has delayed a vote on the bipartisan infrastructure bill. Lawmakers sent things south when Pelosi tied the bill to the extremely expensive $3.5 trillion partisan spending package. We now know why boxing star Manny Pacquiao retired from boxing. He's advancing into a ruthless industry, politics. Manny has filed his certificate of candidacy for the Philippine presidency Friday. As registration opened for candidates seeking to lead, the elections are on May 9th, 2022. USA Radio News. On January 29th of last year, I was a stroke victim, but some patients can't even get the proper medication because of stringent insurance practices. Doctor, doesn't seem like America, does it? No, it does not. And first of all, I'm very sorry that you had that experience. Uh, it is not like America. This is not the way it should be. PCSK9 inhibitors, which were uh, released and approved rather by the FDA in 2015, the summer of 2015, uh, have experienced uh, unprecedented barriers for access by the payers of the insurance companies. They're human monoclonal antibodies made by an immortal cell line. They're not little drugs that are just punched out on an assembly line. Wow. Um, but what I can tell you is this, that uh, the PCSK9 inhibitors um, clearly lower LDL cholesterol effectively. I mean, that has been well documented. If you think you have a heart problem, what's the best thing to do? Oh, my God. If you think you have a heart problem, talk to your doctor. The movie Black Widow had one actress sue Disney because her salary was based on box office sales. So when Disney also released the movie at the same time on its streaming platform, sparks began to fly. Wendy King explains. Three months after Scarlett Johansson sued Disney over its streaming release of Black Widow, arguing she stood to lose millions of dollars because her salary was based on the box office performance of the film. The suit has now been settled. While the terms of the settlement are not public, sources say the deal was in tens of millions of dollars. Johansson told The Hollywood Reporter that she was happy to have resolved the differences with Disney. Disney said Johansson will be in at least one upcoming Disney movie. Disney Studios chairman Alan Bergman wrote, We appreciate her contributions to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and look forward to working together on a number of upcoming projects, including Disney's Tower of Terror. For USA Radio News, I'm Wendy King. Thank you, Wendy. We are USA Radio News. A little quick side note, but vitally important, ladies and gentlemen, tonight... 7 p.m., Alex Newman flies in from the East Coast to speak at Liberty Hall in far west Utah, lovingliberty.net, to get your tickets into RSVP today. Tonight, 7 p.m., Alex Newman, incredible public speaker, talking about your children, talking about how to save your children, and more. Lovingliberty.net, spread the word, will you please. All right, we're talking to Brad Barton, ladies and gentlemen. He's broken one record. He fell in Cornell. I mean, it was a brutal fall. And he thought he had failed completely, but no. He went to the armory and broke the first record. He got on the phone and said, Coach, we did it. 
And we means the author of his calling, Brad, and the coach. Kind of a trad team of success, Brad. Yeah, and and, uh, let me just uh, do a correction. You said that Brad broke, and I... I hope I never say that when I'm on a stage or, or talking to anybody. I didn't break any world record, Sam. It was it, We did this. This is Coach and I. And there's a, a whole part of the team. There's a massage therapist and a nutritionist and a doc and, and you know, of course, my, my wife. And there, this, is a te- this is a team effort, isn't it? So we, I didn't do this. It's, it's we. Let's, let's remember that. Amen to that, sir. I agree. So you, uh, the the record was broken. And uh, you know what? Let's do something that's never been done before. And that story's not over, is it, sir? Right, right. So um, as any good coach would do, we go from one success to the next, right? So um, first thing we did, it was uh, broke a couple, uh, won a couple of U.S. championships indoors. A couple weeks later, and then uh, set our sights on some some uh, more world records. We went to Willamette University in Salem, Oregon, and um, broke a, a f- over 40-year-old re- American record in the in the steeplechase, the M the M45 steeplechase, and took down Hal Higdon, which he's a, a running legend and a, a running runner's world longtime contributor. Love Hal Higdon. It was it was an honor to break his record. Um, I went to Portland to to break for for our our first world record attempt, and uh, I made a tactical error. I went out too fast, and that that cost me. And and I, I ran not even as fast as I did in in Salem. Um, I had one last shot. I'd, I'd so destroyed my my legs in that attempt. It took seven weeks to get my legs back underneath me. So that I could have a, 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 a another record attempt. This is in Seattle, and and I, I was set. I was ready. We're gonna we're gonna run the the world records four sixteen point one zero four six. Excuse me, nine sixteen nine sixteen is the world record in the steeple, the forty five forty nine age group, and and I'm all ready to go. The gun is up, and the race officials ran over and they said, wait 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 wait, stop the race. And then he walked. He walked up to me. He says, "Brad, we can't. We can't seat the water barrier. It, it, these are intermediate hurdle height barriers, right? In a steeplechase, it's not a hurdle that that falls over when you hit it. These are four by four pieces of wood, right? And a steeplechaser hits a, a barrier that this the steeplechaser falls down. There's usually blood in a three thousand meter steeplechase." And, and the, there's four of these barriers every lap, and there's one a, a fifth barrier. It's a water barrier. On the other side of the, the this 36-inch uh, uh, intermediate hurdle height barrier, there's three feet of water that tapers to ground level 12 feet later. And um, he said, "I couldn't. We couldn't. Can't seat it. It's at 37 and a half inches instead of 36." I says, "Well, there's probably some crap in the hole. You got to pull that back out and and clean." And he says, "We tried that, but we'd already beat the thing down with a shovel. Now it's stuck." And I said, "Well, get this. Get a handyman, Jack. This has got to be right. This is important." We got a whole track meet behind you. We don't have that equipment. He said, "We got to go." And so my question is, what do you do, Sam? What do you what do you do as a, a listener when when you've prepared for months, years now, to do something important, and somebody else's mess up has just has just made it harder for you? In my do? mind, here's what you do at this time. 
you say to yourself, am I meant to do this? Is this part of my culling? Am I on a pride trip now? Or is this really meant to be? And when you gut check yourself and you find out it is meant to be, it's not a pride thing. See, after the next 25 years of Liberty Roundtable Live, uh, I've basically developed my chops now for radio. I've been on the air for more than 15,000 hours, people. Okay, now it's not about me. It's not about my pride, but it's a gut check to say, what is Liberty Roundtable Live going to do next? Okay, and so for you in this race, then the question is, if it's not a pride thing, you got to check yourself on this. Okay, it's not about being... um, uh, you know, priestcraft or setting yourself up to get gain and, and fame and all that. Uh, right. So you check yourself on that. And then you say, if it's meant to be, it's going to happen. Brad? Yep. I love, amen. I, I, beautifully spoken. And, and so how do you, how do you answer your, th- this question? Um, you just heard Sam's answer, listener. How do you answer this? When somebody else makes a mistake, they, your spouse has done something, or what, what, what do you do? For me, the answer was to get on that, that, that starting line and say, this is just going to be a, a more amazing story, and, and let's go get it done anyway. So the gun, the gun goes off, and I fought, and I worked, and I tried as hard as I could. I ran as hard as I could that day. And in the end, the, the record... The, the record is 416.10. I ran 417.60. I, I, I missed it by a second and a half. Hard as I could run that day. Nothing left. I have no, I have no regrets uh, about, about how hard I was willing to suffer that day. I couldn't have run any faster. Um, after recovering from that, um, um, one of my other sponsors sent sent us to Italy to the World Masters Games. It's kind of the Olympics for the, for the over 40 um, every four years in, in uh, Turin, Italy, or Torino, I guess. Um, and I, I won the, the steeple world championship and the 1,500-meter world, world championship. Came back, took my coach to dinner. I said, Coach, I'm, supposed to, I'm, sp- I'm still supposed to break that, that steeple record. I know I'm supposed to do it. But I can't run any harder than I did last year. This last year, he says we're going to double your mileage. I'm like, coach, you have no. Here I am counseling my coach. Right, you have no idea what 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 you're saying. I have a medial meniscus bucket handle tear in my left knee. There's hardly any cartilage left in my knee, coach. There's no way I can handle 60 miles a week. Coach just quietly replied, "Then you won't get the world record, will you?" But if you don't try. Then you won't get the world record, will you? <laughs> I'm thinking I hate this man. Yeah, it's true. If you never ask right. a girl out on a date, you'll never go on a date there, Brad. <laughs> That's right. So I trusted my coach, and we didn't know if it was going to work. We didn't know if my knee would hold with with that kind of 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 uh, abusive mileage, but it did. It did. There were even some weeks that I went to 65 mile weeks. And I came back the next year so strong. That we, we, we took nine and a half seconds off the indoor 3,000-meter world record. Imagine that, breaking a world record by nine and a half seconds. And ladies and, and, and gentlemen, let me stop injury. you there for a second. Do you realize yeah. the devastation of losing by a second and a half? And then going to your coach and finding a different way to approach the problem. 
saying, I'm going to do my very best. I'm going to commit to this thing. And then coming back and beating it by nine seconds. That stuff is unheard of. Yes, yeah, so that's the that's the 3,000-meter flat indoor uh, uh, race. We still haven't broken that steeple record. This was just a kind of I, – I didn't – this wasn't the one that I knew I was called to break, right? And again, it, listener, please remember, if you're just joining us, this isn't a, a, just a track story, right? Look at how this story applies to your parenting and to your professional and to your uh, – uh, marriage to your spiritual journey what it this is brad barton's uh, uh details but it is our story isn't it so, so this after nine I, second smash of that other record wasn't the steeple record to beat but it was again a tender mercy and a, you're supposed to do this reminder along the way brad yep that that was in early march within weeks I, I am about to step on as the, the first weekend of April. I'm about to step on a plane to go to Florida to go break the the steeplechase world record, and I ripped I ripped my my uh, something in my in my uh, groin, and uh, just devastated. <laughs> I remember I'm warming up for this interval workout. I was warming up when I when it happened, and um, I was so disgusted, so discouraged. I was mad. I was mad. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about a story of tragedy and triumph in many ways, but the triumph is the key. Brad, well, worked so hard and together. Brad, his coach, his wife, everyone around him, they gained the prize with sheer tenacity and trust in God Almighty. Brad Barton on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. 
Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, 7 p.m., Alex Newman at Liberty Hall in Far West, Utah. Be there if you can. LovingLiberty.net is where you can get tickets and RSVP, and I think they're going to broadcast it live on the Internet as well if you're not in the local area. 7 o'clock tonight, Alex Newman, incredible speaker, talking about your children, how to save them, and how to save America for your children as well. LovingLiberty.net. Brad Barton with me, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about his incredible racing career, full of tragedy and triumph, if you will, but together they found success so you didn't get on that plane because you got hurt again devastated what happens next brad i, I remember um it, this is just a, a crazy aside i i'm driving home disgusted angry and i stopped at <laughs> i stopped at mcdonald's and got some french fries and ate the whole thing a large order I don't eat, you know, you don't eat French fries when you're when you're trying to, you know, break world records. It's very, you're very careful with my diet, and that's that, that was my go-to. Go stuff my my face with French fries. <laughs> and even though that sounds crazy, you know what? That is part of the journey as well, though, to understand that sometimes it's you can't have a pity party forever, but it is appropriate to express and live through those emotions and get it behind you, right? <laughs> So um, it took some weeks to get clear from that injury, and it looked really doubtful. I mean, again, dancing with doubt. Can I get can I get fit again uh, quick enough? The, the The whole indoor season is or outdoor season is shot. We found a we found a one last race. It's the Music City Distance Carnival on uh, Vanderbilt campus, um, Nashville, and uh, they had a steeplechase. And I called the race director and asked him if uh, if I could come out and, and be part of this uh, this collegiate race. And he said, "Please, please do." And I, I'm out there and I'm warmed up and I'm excited and things are going well. It is a lot of pressure because there's one shot. We were gonna we thought we'd have three shots at this, and I got one. And um, we're we're on the starting line. The gun is about to be raised, and the race director Dave Milne he runs up and he says, "Wait, wait, wait, wait." He walks up and he says. What's the world record you're trying to break today? And I said, it's 916.10, 916. He said, 916.9. Okay. So then he let the race go. The gun starts off, uh, the, the, the starts us. I'm dead last, but on pace. I'm second lap, dead last, on pace. I'm doing a clinic on how to run a, 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 an on racing. We planned our race, and now I'm racing our plan. I'm still last at the mile mark. Um, there's a there's a classic image <laughs> uh, the, the, on the front page of the Deseret News. The, this is the the Salt Lake one of the Salt Lake major papers. The one of my favorite sports writers, Doug Robinson, uh, did an article on us, and just before it ran, 
he said, he called me and he said, and I love Doug Ride, very fine uh, sports writer. He says, Brad, I need an image. And I says, well, I've got some, but the one you want, I don't own. He says, well, don't bother. He says, we don't buy images. And, and uh, we either take them ourselves or, or we use free ones just for, from the people we're writing about. And I says, well, okay, I'll send you what I got, but the one you want is owned by a guy named Foon Fu. <laughs> so I... I I sent it off to him, and he calls back five minutes later. How do I get a hold of Foon Fu? And the, the image on the front page of the sports section of the Deseret News is just classic. Here's this this kid looking at me just off the water jump. He's like, what the heck? Um, in the last three and a half laps, um, I just stayed on pace and destroyed these kids. I remember the, 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 it was fun watching the video because uh, Dave Milne, the race director, he's in the infield with a cordless mic and he's jumping up and down just screaming he says this guy's old enough to be their father <laughs> and, <laughs> and we, we coach, coach and i ran a, a steeplechase race so you can't make this stuff up sam we ran a steeplechase so fast that year that in that race it would have won the big sky conference that year it would have won the WAC conference and the mountain west conference as well it's, it was so fast, it was uh, uh, formally submitted to the world governing body for ratification as a world record. It was rejected. It was formally rejected. There was an inquiry made. In the email, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase, Dear Mr. Barton, please forgive us, it says. When we program, you can't make this stuff up. When we program the computer that handles the data for the world master's re records, we set the default such that it would reject any times that are unrealistic. <laughs> we have we have done some additional research on your performance at, at Vanderbilt University. We have we have um, uh, reset the defaults on the M forty five forty nine age group three thousand meter steeplechase. We reset the defaults. Please formally resubmit. It will be. Uh, accepted this time and congratulations on your fine new world record sam we broke their dang computer <laughs> what we was the final this, what was the final number for your run or for your nine, chase if you will 906 ladies nine and gentlemen minutes. he breaks that by is it 10 seconds or almost 10 seconds 10 10 seconds yeah broke it by 10 seconds it, here's the here's the the we forced the world governing body to change out the story, right, that the computer was following, the program was following, because my my high school coach, George Artemis, had begun to change my stories, right? My, my college coach that he handed me off to continued to change my stories. The, the human brain is the fastest working, coolest running, most compact and efficient computer mechanism ever produced in large quantities by unskilled labor, right? We've got this marvelous hardware up here. And the yeah, we parents aren't very skilled when we start out. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> but but some ladies of the and most gentlemen, the point that Brad wants to get at is this is changing his stories. Uh, yeah. One hardship, one tragedy and triumph at a time. But we believe your stories are the same. Brad might be uh, very good at running, but the stories are greater than Brad. The uh, miracles in everyone's lives are the key here. The grit that it takes to get there uh, can be everyone's story if you are willing. Isn't that and the real story, Brad? Sam, we don't 
have to do this alone. In fact, I would submit that we can't do this alone. There is no way. Again, the metaphor, Coach, um, the second year that we, actually the third year that we worked together, um, he left for a Panama, uh, um, three weeks he went on a, on, a, on a cruise to Panama. And I was supposed to call him this Sunday night before, but I'd had a, 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 some tragedy in my family that night. I just forgot. I, got, I woke up the next morning. I thought, oh, no. I was forced to, to do my own workouts for those three critical weeks. And when Coach finally did get back, I did my best. I thought I'd do, I was doing right. But it took him six weeks to get my legs back under me because I'd blown it so badly. If your life isn't going well and you're wondering, maybe it's been a while. Maybe you forgot to call your coach, <laughs> right? You're trying to do this alone. And, and that's not going to go very well. It certainly didn't do, go very well with my master's journey. And, 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 and it doesn't go well with Brad's uh, life journey. Uh, I got to remember to call home. I got to call my coach and, and avoid the distractions and get on my knees and call and call home. Ladies and gentlemen, this is kind of where, you know what, even the best of us can kind of forget. Even the best of us can go kind of off the rails. Going off the rails is our normal human tendency. Returning takes effort. Returning takes remembering. Returning takes commitment and getting back in touch with, and this is kind of the key that Chris Carlson brought up last hour, getting back in touch with the source of the calling, right? If you're called to a certain thing, then you better pay attention to the person making that calling. In this case, God Almighty. Uh, But you better return to that. Uh, That's what you did. We're running out of time faster than I want to, Brad, because the story is so riveting. We've had a lot of great takeaways uh, from this. To realize that it's a calling, to know that if you've been called to something that you, you know what, accomplishing it, Uh, is a given. If it's really your calling, then you're supposed to do it. Now, the question is how and how much difficulty, how much tragedy will it take to get there for real triumph to take place? And then you got to really get in touch with what the real calling is. Was it to break track records? I think that was part of it. No doubt. They were incredible feats along that journey, but your journey's beyond that. And getting in touch with what the real calling is, is the, I would say it's the harder gig, isn't it? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, um, and and how do we? We don't know. We don't know what where our journey is going to take us. We don't know the lives that that God is going to touch through us along the way. But um, some sacred scripture that I espouse. There's a there's a, a a spot where it says, "Open your mouth, and and it will be filled. Open your mouth." And you'll receive the words. Open your mouth. Three times it says in this scripture. It says, open your mouth. And then just basically trust that, that God is going to do with, with the words you speak in a, in a, in a manner that's going to glorify him. Right? And it's going to lift other people. It's not, about, it's not about you. And it's not about me. It's about, it's about what we're doing. Okay? Just Let's remember, this is not about me. Uh, let's, it's not about me. Whatever it is that you're doing. Um, and remember why we're doing, whether it be the way we order our lives or simply conduct our daily breadwinning, an understanding of where we are going and maybe more important, why we are, why we are going there, why, why we're doing is a key to increased effectiveness um, and enhanced quality of life. We, we can be better people if we're, if we're living on purpose, 
rather than just living. Living on purpose, living with a purpose, the purpose being greater than ourselves. Ladies and gentlemen, an incredible interview with Brad Barton. Bradspeaks.com is his website. Not only is he a runner, not only is he a public speaker, uh, but he's an author. He's a family man. Uh, his wife certainly deserves credit here, and I'll never leave that part out. Mm. My wife deserves credit in all that I do. Um, and I'm sure your wife has been uh, involved in every step of the journey, blood, sweat, and tears too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you're interested in the in the the, the details of this of our story here, um, you might just Google Brad Barton Runner and 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 watch some videos. There's some that have gone viral and have you know hundreds of thousands of views. And there's uh, articles written by in, in the the runners world. Uh, Outdoor Magazine recently did an article on Coach and I, and um, um, there's, <laughs> in fact, there's one w article written by, um, that, that appeared in the, the San Diego Times. I, I love, check it out. It says, Brad Barton's Book of Job, <laughs> from ceaseless injuries to world record at 53. Uh, it, it just, it's a fun, it's a fun title, right? Because um, we, you know, God has done some really cool things. Through, through all of us when we remember what we're doing here. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the story. You can have stories and miracles in your life as well. Find out your calling. Pray hard. Get in touch with the coach. And then get up and go to work. And when you do, you can expect miracles in your life as well. Then write them down. Express gratitude for them, <laughs> and I would say, and repeat. Brad Barton, everyone. Bradspeaks.com to learn more. For Brad, Chris, and I am Sam Bushman, I say to you this. This nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.